Hey there, folks, and welcome to Eddie and Caleb's HeroCast. Of course, my name is Caleb Baldwin. You can follow me on Twitter at IamCalebB. That's I am Caleb and then another B. Follow my friend, co-host, and producer, Eddie Cornelison, at E-D-D-Y-C-8-5. Follow the show at EC underscore Hero. Check out our Instagram, EC HeroCast, and our Gmail, EC HeroCast at gmail.com. As always, pardon me, please check me out every Thursday morning on the Grave Consequences podcast, which is a part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Actually, this week, of course, it being March 14. Happy Pi Day, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Do some big old math problems. Uh, Anyway, actually, this week we're recording um, episodes 9 and 10 of season 3. And episode 10 actually had the Grave Consequences match between... Prince Puma and Mil Muertes, if you remember that one. Maybe. Well, it's when, like, Vampiro is clearly, like, trying to groom uh, Prince Puma. Like, it's in the early stages of that. I think I... Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Either way, very good match. Very good match. I definitely recommend checking it out and checking out the podcast when that does drop. Uh, As I mentioned, it is Monday, March 14th. And this is episode 103. This is officially year three, the beginning of year three of Eddie and Caleb's Cast. And, I mean, you know what? I feel like I have grown better and even a little smarter through doing this podcast. Some would call me a megamind. I would. I would call yes. you that. Yes, and you might call me that because this week we are reviewing the Will Ferrell animated vehicle, Megamind. Yeah. Another, mm. I, I was going to say CGI, but uh, another animated movie. This is, makes mm-hmm. what number? Uh, Two? Um, Have we done anything besides Astro Boy? Oh, yeah. Incredibles and Batman. Uh, and Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I guess, forgot about uh, that. four. Hmm. But there'll be more. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. So, Eddie, let's get right into it, and I'm going to ask you right off the bat, what is your history with this movie? You know, I thought I had maybe seen it before, but uh, as I watched it, uh, didn't nothing rang a bell, so I'm going to say I have never seen it before. <clears throat> well, I had actually seen this one half of a time. Uh, I fell asleep. Uh, I was really tired. That's not an indictment on the movie, uh, as you will see by my score that I give this. Uh, but that being said, this is the first full viewing I have given this movie. Of course, it came out. Uh, it's marketed mostly towards, I assume, children at the time. That's what I assume. But it was a little colorful to a degree. A little <laughs> bit. Know? I see. Is this our first 3D movie? It was 3D, huh? That's what. Yeah, that's what it says. I suppose it may very well have been. All right. Well, that was a fad. <laughs> yes, it was. It was, man. That was a. That was a. Because this was DreamWorks, correct? Uh, yeah. yeah. It was. DreamWorks. It was, and I knew this because uh, the intro had the little music from Shrek. Yeah, DreamWorks. I'm trying to remember the last 3D movie I saw. I know it wasn't on purpose. Uh, someone had bought yeah. 3D tickets. By accident. Saw a 3D copy, or I saw a 3D showing of Jungle Cruise, and the 3D screen was broken. Yeah, no, it was. 
I want to say it wasn't. I think it might have been an, actually an animated movie. Um, but uh, yeah, that was an accident. So prior to that, <laughs> I have no idea. It's just been a while. No, that's fair. That's fair. What were you doing around November 5th of 2010? Well, I'm going to tell you something that might surprise you. Okay. Surprise me. No, surprise yeah. you. About me. There were you, you were you in a romantic tryst with a man? No. Okay. That would have surprised me. This will be even more surprising. So okay. last week I revealed I had a uh, – I started my career doing – my post-college career – Yes. Doing, um, working at a women's clothing call center. And something you learn quickly in the workforce is always volunteer when your boss wants you to do something. Yes. So they were, so Ann Taylor had sold, uh, women's, uh, women's wedding dresses and bridesmaids dresses, but they wanted like a special, like, I don't know, hotline when you call to do it. I don't even know if they still do it. I really, I actually don't keep up with them anymore, surprisingly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, that's not true. I found out the office just closed during COVID. Uh, mm. So, sad. Anyway, um, so I was like, yeah, sure, why not? And no one else did, because I, I don't know if this was around the time when the show uh, Bridezilla was really popular. Was that? I think that was a show. Yeah, that was a show. Yeah, and uh, nobody wanted to talk to these brides. I'm like, well, hell, I'll do it, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And for a while, I was like, how long did that go? Because uh, they were they wanted to do it with, like, one person and then branch out and then eventually just everybody get trained on it, so it didn't really matter. But So I'm not sure why they even did it to begin with. But the point is, I did it. So for eh, about a month stretch or so, I sold wedding dresses, and two, oh gosh, from from 2010 until 2015, off and on, I did jobs that were inbound call centers, which mm-hmm. I do not recommend, by the way. Yeah. But in all those thousands of phone calls I've taken, my two most favorite came from this period mm-hmm. one was uh, for whatever reason it was the mother of the bride called in to order some bridesmaids dresses and for whatever reason it let me use two pro it let me use a promo code on an already sale item which it's not supposed to but it let me so i was like eh. <laughs> you know um if the mach- if the system's gonna let me i'm not gonna argue with it so uh, I did that, and the mother was so appreciative that she invited me to the wedding in Miami. I did not go, but I thought it was a nice gesture by her. Very much. And my other favorite, this was probably my favorite, is we had um, this the bride called in, and she said, you know, my, uh, my bridesmaids are all wearing the... Uh, the chocolate brown dress that you guys sell. And I was wondering if I could get one of the sashes from one of those dresses uh, so that I could wear on the wedding dress. Cause I just think the brown and white would look good together. And I thought for a second and I was like, I'm going to give this woman one chance. So here we go. 
I said, well, ma'am, we can't send out the sash unless one of your bridesmaids was missing one of her sashes. And she said, what mm. if, she said, what if one of my bridesmaids was missing a sash? I said, well, in that case, let me send one out for you. <laughs> nice. Because they're recorded, I had to say it, and like I said, I gave her this one chance. And I'd like to think that she told that story at her wedding. I would like to think that that was the case, because people probably commented on the dress, as you would at a wedding, and they probably mentioned about the brown sash, like, oh, that looks good. And believe me, the chocolate brown was my favorite. And I know it sounds really weird for me to say, but I, I had favorites, and... I bet people commented on it, and I'll bet she said, you'll never guess, the guy that I talked to, he he told me they couldn't, but he was kind of in on it, and I'd like to think that it made for a hell of a wedding story. In my sure. mind, it probably did. My, mega, sure. my mega mind. I'm sure it was the talk of the wedding, sir. I'm not the talk of the wedding, but uh, <laughs> I would just like to think that she told some people, and some people were like, wow, that guy sounds awesome. Maybe you should yeah. have invited him to your wedding, just like the other lady did in, in Miami, of all places. And... Exactly. Hey, by the way, this drops on April 6th, April 6th just the day before your your day, your birthday. That's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I got mumble mouth today, buddy. That's awesome. I wasn't doing anything in November 2010. I was a fresh or a sophomore in high school. Either way, uh, you're champions in wrestling oh, at the time. That's, that's, you got to do better than that. Sophomore. No, dude, I was... I was struggling in geometry. Is that what you want to hear? I'm stupid. No. Well, I was too. Yeah. I passed. Either way. I, I somehow passed with. Uh, yeah. I got like two F's and a D, and I passed. I don't know. Mm. Interesting. Well, that being said, your uh, your number one song in the United States digitally on November 5, 2010, was "Back to December" by Taylor Swift. Uh, and I noted this because I don't think it's going to come up again, but it, like it missed it by a day. Because the official release date was a Thursday, but, you know, the new song is on a Friday, whatever. Anyway, number one song on November 6th was Like a G6 by Far East Movement. That song was god-awful. <laughs> oh, man. Whatever happened to them? The, I don't know. Definitely a club mix. And by the way, real quick, Planet Fitness, please turn your speakers down. Like, if I'm over here busting out, like, five miles on the elliptical, the last thing I want to hear over the uh, Kurt Angle theme is a uh, club mix of Mr. Brightside. I, I'm just, I, I don't I don't need to hear that. That's, you're, you're screwing up my mojo. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I went to LA Fitness. They changed their name to eSporta, which I hate because it sounds like uh, eSports. Yes. Um, which I don't, I have nothing against eSports. It's just I don't. Why would you change your name to something that doesn't... That is weird. I don't know. Anyway, they play... Um, literally nothing changed but the name. They had this big list of all the changes, and like none of them happened. Yeah. <laughs> Including 24-7, which I was like excited about. and that, you know. Um, but yeah, they, they play the music kind of low, so like if you don't have headphones, you can hear it, but it's not super loud. Yeah. So. Dude, just turn... Because it drowns out everything. Yeah, I don't want that. Like, I can barely hear my, because uh, I'm a cop to this, and this shouldn't surprise you at all. But, I mean, and this is for cardio, so it just it keeps me going through my hit cardio uh, wrestling themes. They're very fast. Uh, they're very loud. You know, it kind of keeps the energy up. So I listen to a lot of those. And a lot of, a lot of times, unfortunately, they will get drowned out by whatever Planet Fitness is playing. 
and that's a shame. Do they play like a G6? I've never heard it, but I said club mix, and that brought up the Mr. Brightside thing, which I had heard at the gym. And, um, yeah, either way, champions in wrestling at the time. They hit gyms a lot. Let's talk about them. In the WWE, in the WWE, Randy Orton was your WWE champion on Raw, and Kane was your World Heavyweight Champion on SmackDown. Now, TNA and uh, Ring of Honor. In TNA, Jeff Hardy was your World Champion. All right. Uh, yep. And in Ring of Honor, Roderick Strong, ROH World Champion. Hmm. What a what a quartet: Randy Orton, Kane, Jeff Hardy, and Roderick Strong. I want. I'm looking forward to the day when all four people are still active. I don't think we've had that yet. We'll get there soon. Because um, it's always been John Cena, and now Kane, and yeah. Mark Henry. So yeah. Yeah. Um, Nigel. We, have, we haven't even hit the Mark Henry spot, but um, oh, well, you know, spoiler. Yeah. Either way. Um, <laughs> I already said the song. Uh, critical and financial. I have the financial, but I'll let you do critical. Ah, critical. We had a score, Gami. Oh, seventy-two. Nice. Critic That's and fan. Not- by the way well i know but it doesn't but i love that yeah yeah in our head canon yes scorigami is when the critics and the fans <laughs> match each other yep or yep. or when they're really far off it doesn't yeah. really mean anything it doesn't mean a thing at all yeah. but financially uh you got it but it, it did pretty yep. good dude yeah it killed it a uh, budget of 130 Box office of 321.9. That is a profit line of $191.9 million. Yes, it is 249.7 with uh, adjusted for inflation, which is really, really high. And uh, just outside the top 20, right behind Batman Returns, but above Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, you know, I'm surprised this didn't get a sequel. Yeah, I am too. Because, I mean, it more than doubled its budget. That's kind of surprising. Um, Guess they had no other story to tell. I suppose. I suppose. Oh, no, no, no. That, no, that cannot be. Look at what Illumination has done with Despicable Me. They've turned that into, like, a six-movie series. Like, they could have squeezed something else out of that, for sure. That's true. And you actually told me Despicable Me does not fit the criteria, and I've never seen any of them. I mean, maybe I've seen one actually, but like did we did we ever discuss ago. that? Yeah, you said it was um he was more of a mad scientist and not a villain. Look, I'm not saying this didn't happen. I'm saying I don't remember this conversation. No. Oh. Well, is he more of a mad scientist? Uh, yes, I would. Uh, I would agree with that. Okay, and there's no hero to stop him. No. Well, all right, then I don't what? think it fits. I mean, I guess we'll go into Despicable Me spoilers because it's like 12 years old. But it's like, yes, he is a villain, but it's like he becomes redeemed by the end of the movie through the kids. It's more, it's not really a hero movie. Plus, yeah. I just gave away the plot on this episode, so even if it was, well, we're not doing it now. That's fine. There's too many of them, and yeah, let's get this over with. <laughs> yeah, let's get this podcast done with, so I never have to talk to you again. Exactly. Um, Only uh, what 85 more weeks. Something like that. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, this is animated, so let's shout out the cast here. J.K. Simmons as the warden. Ben Stiller as Bernard. He had, like, a few lines. Uh, ben Stiller's kids actually were on here 
as school children. Um, Brad Pitt as Metro Man. I love Metro Man. Yeah, Metro Man was good. Such a douchebag. He really was. Yes. Uh, David Cross as Minion. Love David Cross, especially in Arrested Development as Tobias Funke. How about Jonah- uh, Rob oh, Cordry as Random Citizen? Yeah, he had one line. I love you, Me- um, oh, what's, what the hell, Metro Man? He just says, I love you, Random Citizen. Love you too, Random Citizen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, Brad Pitt was great in that. Um, Jonah Hill as Hal Stewart slash Titan. It's also, I loved how he misspelled his own name. Yeah, Jonah Hill. Yeah. Kind of a tragic character. Who, Titan? Yeah, I felt bad for him. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Tina Fey, well, Roxanne Ritchie, I, I don't know, she was kind of, she was kind of mean. I don't know. That sounds, that sounds very, uh, incel-y. And, well, <laughs> well, look, Hal, he tried, yeah. and, um, I don't know. Roxanne never quite told him no until he became Titan, so she kind of let him on. Oh, shut up. Go start a YouTube channel about how you're supposed to ignore women. Um, (laughs) No, I would never do that. uh, And the main event, Will Ferrell as Megamind. I love him. And I love how he mispronounces words like shul. And I also love that they were willing to spoof on uh, Marlon Brando in Superman. <laughs> yeah, very much a parody of uh, mm-hmm. of Superman. So, yes, I mean, very. Metro Man's powers pretty much mirror Superman. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Including the weakness to random element on the periodic table, which yeah, is dude. not really a weakness, but we think it is. So. Yeah, you're exactly right. So we've done the cast, we've done the facts and figures, history, the time capsule. Are we missing anything? Um, Will Ferrell dressed as Megamind for, at the San Diego Comic-Con. Are you also on the Wikipedia right now? Yeah. Looks, <laughs> looks real good. Some good some good old-fashioned cosplay. Disagree. Either way. Hey, this around the time when he also did The Office 2010. Uh, yeah, like the three episodes he was on? Yeah. Probably. Yeah, that, uh... Yeah, he helped bridge the gap between, uh, Michael Scott and, um... Robert California. Yeah, Robert California. Mm. Hmm. With that... Sorry, go ahead. I was just trying to remember his name on the show. It was... D'Angelo Vickers. Yeah, D'Angelo Vickers. I'm looking it up now. Oh, 2011, he was D'Angelo Vickers, so... Shortly thereafter. Yeah, four episodes. Yup. Yup. He uh, got a concussion. Yeah, from dunking a basketball. Yeah, after a basketball rim fell on him. Yeah, that'll happen. Sure enough, yeah. Funny enough, going back to uh, Despicable Me. Was that in there? Well, no, I mean, Will Ferrell and Steve Carell. Will Ferrell was in Despicable Me? Why don't I remember him? No, he wasn't, but Steve oh, okay. Carell was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you. I was like, uh, yeah. what are you talking about right now? And then I'll, you know, just full circle. Anyway, yeah. uh, Megamind uh, opens the movie mm-hmm. with basically the same origin story as Superman. Yes. He's shot out of a dying planet as a baby. 
But the difference is, so was Metro Man, or as he calls him, Mr. Goody Two-Shoes. Yes, dude. So, Metro Man, when his pod lands, lands under a Christmas tree, and then Megamind's, his pod lands in a prison yard. So, uh, one grew up in privilege, one grew up uh, is in a prison. So, tough life. And Metro Man, basically, he grows up. Everybody loves him. He's a superhero. Like I said, he's got the same powers as uh, Superman. And Megamind, um, no one likes him, so he decides to become a supervillain, and he's going to be Metro Man's rival. Yeah, he wanted to make the kids pop and corn, and he uh, screwed it up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, you know, if you leave it in the microwave for, like, even uh, two seconds longer, it burns it. Dude, yeah, for real, that's the thing, like, popcorn yeah. is down to a science, you have to kind of follow a recipe. Yeah, I did, uh, I always had to do 87 seconds <laughs> on my... I bet, I bet you typed it into your microwave as 87 seconds, too. Yeah, well, because it was, it wasn't in my current house, it was at the last house, and if you did the 90 seconds, which it says on the bag, it burns a lot of them. And I found the sweet spot is 87 seconds, hmm. where you get maybe like five to ten kernels at the bottom, but everything else is popped and perfectly golden. So. so I think it depends on the wattage on your microwave, because like for most of my life, I'd have to do 140. Uh, yeah, I mean, like 100 seconds, you know. Yeah, and then there's the popcorn setting on the microwave, which is just don't, disaster. No, don't use that. That's waste. Don't yeah, use it. You will burn the whole bag up. Mm-hmm. But enough about popcorn in the microwave. Let's talk about Megamind. Yeah, or you just cook it on the stove like uh, Drew Barrymore did in Scream. Yep, Drew Barrymore did that in Scream, and you saw how that turned out. Yeah, she's dead. Yeah, she got killed. She got gutted like a fish. Either way. That's well, what happens when you make popcorn wrong. It is, yes, yes. That's the motive. So we cut to Roxanne Ritchie, the Lois Lane news reporter. She gets kidnapped in an invisible car, and uh, Megamind escapes from prison by being in disguise as a warden with his holograph hologram technology. Yes. The uh, warden, of course, played by J.K. Simmons, a.k.a. J. Jonah Jameson. And Omni-Man. Yes, and Omni-Man. Mm-hmm. And J. Jonah Jameson in another movie. I, okay, never mind. I was like, I just, and Jim Gordon. Oh, yeah. Man, Spider-Man's DVD doesn't come out until April 12th. Mm. Well, it'll be out by the time this, it'll be out a, a less than a week later after this podcast drops. Exactly. So Megamind escapes from, I said that. So he, uh, he has Roxanne kidnapped, but she's not worried because this is She's just so like, bored. Yeah, a like, hundred times before. Like this, she's just. Like, this is, like, what Princess Peach has to be going through mentally every time she gets kidnapped by Bowser. Like, uh, whatever. Yeah, he's got all these things. Like, what if I do this and this and this? And she doesn't care about any of them. Yeah. She's just so disinterested. Yep. So they summon Metro Man, who's at his museum unveiling. Um, And she's like, we're at the old observatory. But they're not at the old observatory. They are actually at a different location that looks like the old observatory. So uh, yes. Metro Man goes into the old observatory, and they trap him inside in a big building, which is lined with copper, which was Metro Man's weakness. 
Then, he eventually gets this death ray from space to blast Metro Man with the power of the sun. And uh, the building blows up, and in flies in a cape. We're wrapped around a skeleton. So, yeah, uh, yeah Bangamine killed Metro Man, and he runs the city. Yeah, that's did not see that coming. Yeah, I didn't either. No. I was like, wow, they killed off the hero right off the bat. Yeah. So after having some fun, stealing money and stealing cars, Megamind's got bored. Didn't have anything to do. Yeah, yeah, he's just like, what's the challenge anymore? Like, uh... Yeah, he's like, without Metro Man, there's just no challenge. And Megamind decides to destroy the Metro Man Museum. That could be fun. And he um, he's got this gun that like turns you into a molecule, but if you're dripped in dipped in water or something, you turn back. Kind of weird. But um, the museum curator Bernard, he does that to him, turns him into a cube of water, and he becomes Bernard with his hologram technology. And Roxanne's there. He talks to her, and she kind of gives him an idea about how to create a hero. So Megamind uses the cape from Metro Man. He has the DNA on it, and he wants to use that to find the source of his power. Hmm. So he makes... I guess he finds it pretty easily. Yeah. And he uh, puts the source of his power in a in a, uh, a ray gun. Well, you see, the problem is uh, he was trying to make up the formula, and he used tar instead of another ingredient. And that's why this thing doesn't work out. Yeah. Sad. That, that's a callback to Superman 3, if you remember all the way back to that. Um, Let me think. Ross Webster yes. wanted yeah. to recreate, uh, what was it? Nuclear Kryptonite. Man. No, that was number four. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he wanted to, like, create Kryptonite. That's right. And, and uh... Oh, wait, ingredient X. And he's like, how about tar or whatever? Yeah, when he looking at his cigarette box, it was... Yeah, um, yeah Ross uh, Webster, what a guy. Yeah, that was... Jeez. Yeah. Anyway, <sighs> enough about Superman 3. Let's talk about Megamind. Who was the dude? Um, the comedian, why can't I think of his Richard name? Richard Pryor. Yeah, Richard Pryor. Yeah. Could you use tar to set yourself on fire? Nice, that's the move. Yeah. That may be way to go. Hey, uh, by the way, since, you know, this movie's 96 minutes long, easy watch, by the way. I'm just going to tell you, me and my good friend William have uh, agreed to a jersey trade. I am going to give him my, as soon as Freddie Freeman signs elsewhere, I'm going to give him my Friday Red Freddie Freeman jersey. The and he's gonna, uh Yes, and he's going to give me his alt-blue Mookie Betts jersey. I'm very excited. For the Dodgers, too? No, 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 no. I have a I have a red Braves Freddie Freeman jersey that I'm going to give Will. Will is going to give me a Red Sox Mookie Betts jersey. Straight up. Oh, so you're going to destroy that jersey, I assume? No, I just told you. I'm Wait, what? no, the Mookie Betts jersey? No, why would I make yeah. the trade? Because it would be fun to ruin the Red Sox jersey. I'm not going to – well, you're – oh, never mind. I forget you're a Yankees fan. Um <laughs> – yeah, if, hey, he, if he made that trade with me, I'm going to tell you straight up, I'm burning that thing as soon if, as it hits my have, hands. If you have a Gio Urshela jersey, I'm sure we could uh, figure out a trade, uh, three-way trade here. No, I don't have a Gio Urshela jersey. 
why not? Because he's not important enough to own a jersey of. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. Either way, back to the movie. I'm sorry. I don't own any Yankees jerseys, actually. I used to, but it not mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah, I'm thinking I might get a Acuna jersey, even though I have one laying around somewhere, but my God, I can't find the thing. Well, that's too bad. Oh, well. Back yeah. to the movie. I'm sorry. Oh, that reminds me. Uh, opening day is my birthday, so how about yep. that? Yep. Happy birthday. The Braves get to open at home now instead of being in Philadelphia again. Yeah. I'm uh, uh, I'm not uh, doing the MLB package, as promised. Really? Well, I said... I said, if you if you run it back with these two idiots, Cashman and Boone, I'm out. Huh. And they ran it back. And nice. Yeah. I mean, I know they made a trade today, which fine, whatever, but doesn't matter. I'm out. Now I reserve the right to jump back into the playoffs if I'm <laughs> if I'm proven oh, wrong. Oh, dude, dude, no, yeah, don't get me wrong. Yeah, absolutely, you reserve that right as long as you've been watching. I did the same thing with the Braves last year. Like, I'll be completely honest with you. I was out until, like, early August. From, like, June till early August, I was out. Yeah, look. Yeah, I'm not going to blame anyone. Season's long. It's – I have to just hope I'm wrong at this point because – and it's the same with the Titans. I have to hope I'm wrong about Tannehill. I have to hope I'm wrong about Boone and Cashman. That's all there is because they're going to be here for, you know – Ever. At least one year, but probably more. Yeah. Either way, let's get back to the movie, man. I'm sorry. That's okay. I, I had to get that off my chest. I, yeah. I got to hope I'm wrong. Yeah. You know, John will like that. He loves when I'm wrong. And I'm and yeah. in this case, I hope I am. But <laughs> uh, I don't think I am. No. Gotcha. So, so yeah, Megamind turns into Bernard, the museum curator, with the hologram. And um, where was I? I lost my spot. Um, yeah, and he, he, he. Talks with her. Oh, yeah, she gave him the idea to do the... Okay. To create the hero. Yeah, create the hero. So he does all that. Meanwhile, Roxanne, here's where I'm at. She uh, discovers Megamind's base. She heads there with... Oops. Got people outside. Oh, shoot, uh, I forgot you got a new dog. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, she heads to the base and... Um, what's his name? Bernard... Um, well, Megamind is Bernard... So yes. he's like, oh, I was just walking by, speed walking by, and I uh, thought I'd give you a hand, because he's at the base, obviously, and he doesn't want, uh, you know, don't want her to see Megamind there. Yeah. So they um, they get into the base, they look around, and they escape a bunch of uh, robots that he uh, gets deployed, but uh, and, and he's he he becomes Megamind. At the base, he flips back and forth, and Roxanne, throughout all this, does not realize that he is Bernard, and uh, they get out from the robots, and um, they decide that, you know what, we uh, we need to be partners to defeat Megamind, and uh, I think, because uh, I've never seen anyone stand up to him just like you did, and he's like, okay, and Megamind is a thing for old Roxanne. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And um, he decides, he being Megamind, decides to use the power ray gun on Hal Stewart, Roxanne's cameraman, who also has a thing for Roxanne, but he's also a bit of a loser. Yeah. So, meanwhile, 
He does. And Megamind teaches how, how to be a superhero. He disguises himself as his space dad. You know, mm-hmm. As we alluded to earlier. Yeah, clearly, uh, what's Jor-El? Yep, Jor-El. And but Vito Corleone. Yep. And uh, Roxanne, meanwhile, spending a lot of time with Bernard and Megamind and Minion. I didn't even mention Minion. Minion's a, uh, a fish in a giant robot suit. Yes. Pretty pretty good. Which uh, that is, the, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Minion is... Uh, Minion and Megamind, though, they have a falling out because he's not committing crimes anymore. And he doesn't want to be the bad guy. He says that. He says, I don't want to be the bad guy. Shout, yeah. out, shout out the real bad guy. Yeah, shout out Scott Hall, man. And it's weird to say because it's like you know how this is going to play out, but it's not. You're just awaiting the inevitable. Sad. It really is, man. Not many. I'll just say this. There's like five wrestlers who the minute I saw them, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be their fan. And uh, Scott Hall was definitely one of them when I saw Razor. I was like, oh, yeah. He's got it. <laughs> yeah, Scott Hall. Hey, uh, outro, and I, and I know the tribute is going to be dated by the time this comes out. Outro should be the Razor Ramon theme song. Yeah, we can do that. Think Tri- about it. Tributes bad, are never dated. Think about it. The bad guy. Think about it. You know, Megamind. Oh, hey, it's a bad guy. So on and so forth. Yeah, or it could do uh, Billie Eilish, the bad guy. No, that's Yeah, I, I that's... just made a reference to that like a minute ago. Oh, didn't okay. Well, that's not a great song. Yeah, it's really not. I don't like Billie Eilish. I don't. I don't get it. I don't know. I don't Either get way, it. bro, we have been way too far. <laughs> we need to get back to this. All right, all right. I got uh, two and a half hours. I'm a. I'm an early bird now, sir. Well, anyway, yeah, they're teaching uh, how how to be a superhero, and they dub him Titan. Yes, good name, by the way. Yeah. And uh, his first act as a hero is to uh, basically kidnap Roxanne and show her off, show off all his powers to her, and pretend he's gonna drop her and be like, "Oh, I saved your life!" And oh my gosh. Uh, she's quickly annoyed with him. Yeah. <laughs> and then he reveals that he's Hal, and she's even more upset with him. Yeah. It's one of those. It's like don't give powers to the wrong people. Well, with great power comes great responsibility, and Hal does not possess great responsibility. Exactly. Exactly. So Roxanne goes on a date with Bernard. Hal, by the way, sees this. Uh, But she tells him all about Titan, and that Megamind created him because he missed getting beaten up. They kiss, but the hologram suit messes up, and Bernard turns into Megamind, and Roxanne is horrified that she could ever love this blue freak. (laughs) Yeah. She says, like, I'll never be with someone like you. You know, they say all men are created equal. I'm sorry. Like, ugh. Roxanne, that's mean. Yeah. So, uh, Megamind returns to his base and activates the Black Mamba, which is a big giant robot suit. Shout out, Kobe. Mm Mm-hmm. And he heads to the capital, calls out Titan, but Titan doesn't show up. So Megamind goes to Titan's place, and he's like, where are you? And Titan said, well, I'm not interested in being the hero. I I did it to get the girl, and she doesn't want me. And uh, Megamind sees all these bags of money and video games in his house, and he's like, 
where'd you get all this? He's like, uh, it doesn't belong to me. <laughs> He's like, I'm a villain now. And Megamind then reveals that uh, he was the fake space dad of Titan and the guy Roxanne was with. So that got Titan very mad. And the yes. two battle. Titan eventually wins. And uh, after he tries to do something... He puts him in like a big copper ball, but it doesn't work. And he's like, well, that's weird. I thought copper <laughs> was his weakness. Yeah, that's uh, your first warning there. Yeah. And Megamind's like, all right, take me to jail. Titan's like, nope, I'm going to take you to the morgue. <laughs> like, nice. Jeez. Oh, um, but Megamind does escape. And the people cheer on Titan and say that they freed us. This was a great line. Titan's like, no, it's more like under new management. So, Titan, now the villain of the city. Yes, yes, what a bad guy. Mm-hmm. It's like when the NWO became the top heels in, in wrestling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Titan said, no more... Um, oh, yeah, I just said that. So Megamind goes to Roxanne and needs to figure out what Titan's weakness is, because it's not copper. And they head to Metro Man's secret base and see all of his old memorabilia... But then they see Metro Man there with a beard. He's hiding out. And he says, yeah, I faked my death. I could have gotten out of there easily, but I just used my super speed and went around and contemplated life and <laughs> figured out what I really want. And, all, of, uh, all in the span of like two seconds, yeah. Yeah, he's like, you know, I just, just wanted to play music, so I became Music Man and I can keep the M. <laughs> and he's like, you know, Megamind... Look for your path, because it took me a while to find mine, but you'll find yours. There you go. Yeah. Great hero. Music man. <laughs> so Megamind runs off to the jail, but he's, uh, he's bailed out by Minion. He apologizes to Minion. Uh, Minion was in disguise as the warden, so he knew the apology was legit. And Roxanne gets captured by Titan. And Megamind goes off to rescue her. Titan tosses a skyscraper at Megamind. It hits him, almost kills him, but it was really Minion in the hologram suit. And then Metro Man shows up, but it's really Megamind in the hologram suit. Yeah. So Megamind, as Metro Man, banishes Titan from the city, but then Titan figured out it was Megamind by the way he pronounced... uh, School. Metrocity. Oh, yeah, 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 Metrocity, yeah. Yeah. He would always, Metro City, and he would always pronounce it Metrocity. Yes. Um, so Titan comes back, and uh, Megamind makes it to his invisible car. He grabs his ray gun. He, uh, first he turns himself into a, because uh, like, um, Roxanne's in a fountain. First he turns himself into the molecule, so he kind of like disappears, and then he splashes into the fountain, turns back into Megamind, because he hits water. And then he uses yeah. the ray gun on Titan, diffuses him of his power. So there you go. Yeah, Titan neutralized mm-hmm. and compromised to a permanent end. Excellent. So everyone mm-hmm. celebrates Megamind as being the new hero of the city. Did you see the mid credit scene? Uh, I feel like I did, but I saw this like six days ago, dude. Yeah, well, in the mid credit scene, um, Bernard is uh, brought back. Because remember, he was a molecule because yeah. uh, he was in a washing machine. So the implication is uh, <laughs> Megamind put 
molecule Bernard in his pocket, and then when he went to put him in the washing machine, he grew back into Bernard, and uh, Minion found him there. So nobody died. <laughs> okay, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. So yeah, no one, no one in the movie died, but there was teases of death. So maybe not like a four and five year old movie, but maybe like eight, nine, ten. Eight, nine. Yep. Yeah. All right. So we're done here. Yeah. Time to uh, time to rate and uh, preview next week. All right. Well, folks, I'm gonna give this because I really enjoyed this, even though it was more marketed towards children. It's it's very immature. Um, but again, for the right market, this is very good. I'm going to give this a seven. Yes, a seven. Pardon me. I kind of lost my voice there for a second. Yeah, it's a good score. Uh, yeah, I had the same idea. I'll give it a seven as well. Um, you know, Roxanne kind of was uh, a bit mean at times. So, <laughs> you know, like I said, maybe not for the young children, but, uh, the preteen crowd will probably, uh, appreciate this. But um, some funny yeah. moments for the parents as well. So Absolutely. There you go. So, yeah. With that, folks, next week. And I don't know how this is going to turn out. I've heard bad things, but I've never seen this movie. <laughs> but I want you. Boy, have I got a history with this movie. <laughs> interesting. Oh, yeah. I want, I want you folks to fire up HBO Max. And I want you to search for and watch The Green Hornet. That is right. You probably never thought you'd see this name pop up on the HeroCast timeline, but Seth Rogen as a lead hero is going to be reviewed next week. Yeah, it's amazing he wanted to be a superhero since he doesn't seem to mind when his car gets broken into. Is that a reference to something? It's when he tweeted about, like, my car's been broken into like 15 times. It's fine. It's just part of living in L.A. No, that's not good. <laughs> but either way... Uh, uh... It's uh that should not be that's that's the problem it should not be part that's, of living in L.A. That's you, not normal. No. no, I've had my car broken into twice and it's is the worst. Yeah, twenty I've or fifteen people, or whatever he said is. Like, I've had people look at my car wrong and been like, "What are you doing? Stop!" <sighs> but yeah, he he tweeted it out and got ratioed. Well, of course he did. Either way, folks, we're gonna get out of here, and I'm gonna leave you with a quote from Megamind. Oh, by the way, thanks for listening. All your listens are appreciated. Uh, but to quote Megamind, Oh, I'm shaking in my custom-made baby seal leather boots. <laughs>